Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Johnny, and welcome to episode 31 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. We're out here in Newport Beach, California, with my friend Elaine. Hi, everyone. Hey. Uh, glad to have you on, and nice to be back in the U.S. Um, how's it being here by the beach? I love it, and I'm glad that you could come and visit. Yeah, nice. So, I've known Elaine for a long time now. Um, for how long? How many years? I don't know, probably at least eight, maybe ten? Ten years, probably. Okay. And I'm excited that, so Elaine, uh, she still has her corporate job that she's been, um, you know, working at, and she's been doing a uh, online business on the side, and we don't talk that much about it. I think we talked about it a lot when she first started up, um, but what's cool is after all these months coming back to visit and seeing her store and seeing how she's progressed, she's now making quite a few sales, and what's cool is she's figured out how to make sales uh, a completely different way than than I have doing the same business um, but if we, before we get all the you know to all that what like why did you decide to start a uh, online store in the first place well I think I had called you or talked to you when you were in Thailand and had thought about doing this on my own remember we had like what you're doing the same thing too and so you had turned me on to Anton's uh, program and I watched the videos and it was exactly what I had already been thinking about doing I just didn't know where to start so the timing was just perfect okay so I I actually didn't even realize that I completely forgot how it all started but like so you already had something in mind that you're like okay you know I don't want to work for a boss forever I want to be able to do my own thing and this course has happened to help you be able to guide, kind of basically guide you through it, right? Yeah, I was looking at an online store. I knew a little bit about drop shipping. I just didn't know where to begin. Or And there's so many sites out there, and a lot of them just want to sell you something, and you just can't even figure out what they're trying to sell. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into all that, let's talk a little bit about life out here in, in Newport Beach, because this is you know probably the nicest place in, in California to live. You know, you're a block from the beach. We just got back from riding your beach cruiser around. We went for a walk on the beach and it's almost summer. So, you know, I mean, it's beautiful out here. Um, how do you think this compares to living, let's say, first in the rest of the U.S. and would you would you live anywhere else? No, I would not live anywhere else. I did live in Irvine for a year, hated oh. <laughs> it, and moved back here. So um, I'm pretty much here to stay. All right. So if I had to live back in the US or in California and this would probably be the area it's I was just in San Francisco a week ago and it was freezing cold and I, I just couldn't take it I mean it just especially coming from Thailand it was just way way too cold and I mean it's seriously here you know the weather is pretty much perfect all year round uh, but it is a pretty high cost living in, in California especially in Newport um, so you know if you're just you know kind of getting by I think it sucks to live anywhere in the US especially an expensive place like California. Uh, so I I think if I was only making a few thousand dollars online or through my job, I'd ra- much rather be in Thailand. Uh, I mean, c- 
can you like like monthly expenses in Thailand? I can easily get by with a thousand five hundred a month, and that would be impossible here. Yeah, unless you're renting a room for like two hundred dollars a month, <laughs> which wouldn't be possible. <laughs> they, you know, I have a friend who's renting a room for two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> And you know what? I bet you that room is not very nice. It's just a bedroom inside someone's house, and they have a family. Okay. And, you know, for the 200 bucks, you can have your own apartment in Thailand. You know, it won't be, you know, it won't be like a, a castle. You know, it won't be a super nice apartment, but it'll be your own apartment. And it'll probably be nicer for sure because you have the, the freedom and the flexibility um, of living, you know, living on your own. Um, so, you know, when I got back here two weeks ago, to be honest... I was like, what the heck am I doing in the U.S.? Because <laughs> I was perfectly happy in Thailand. And I think this is the first trip in all these years where I wasn't really looking forward to coming back. And I only came back because I had two weddings to go to. All the other years before that, I was looking forward to coming back because I missed something. Um, you know, I missed the food or I missed the, you know, missed the people, missed the friends, you know, miss conveniences of being able to, you know, shop or go out to eat nice food. But I think now that I'm living in Chiang Mai, I have all those modern conveniences. You know, we have the equivalent of a Whole Foods market. We can get whatever you want. We have the equivalent of all the nice restaurants. Uh, so if there's nothing I really, really missed about it. Um, but now that I'm being, I'm back for a few weeks, I am very comfortable. I mean, life, you know, life out here actually is very good. Um, so what would motivate you to to want to be in your own business and not just work for a company? Me? Yeah. You know, I just like the freedom of um, being mobile. If you do have an online business, you're able, like I want to be able to travel and be mm. able to go somewhere for like a month just to stay there and have a change of scenery and not, you know, be tied down with work responsibilities. And if you make enough, you should be able to continue making money while you're vacationing well what's cool is while we were sitting here for the last hour your phone went off twice and you got two new sales yeah and how does that feel it like, feels are you, great yeah. i mean i mean do you get used to it or, you know or does it still feel good every time that comes in it feels good every time because it's very sporadic if it was maybe i got you know a set amount of sales every day then i might not be as excited because there are days I go through where I don't get a sale and I'm like, what's wrong? I wonder, you know, if something's not working and then all of a sudden I'll get like two in one hour. This yeah. is what just happened. You know, that same doubt kind of hits me sometimes. I remember you messaged me like a month ago saying, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, I haven't gone, you know, I was getting X amount of sales a day and then all of a sudden nothing for the last three days, you know, what should I do? And I think it happened to be some weekend where it was like some holiday weekend. Like for example, uh, a couple days ago was Easter, and you know everyone was with their family on that day. Nobody's shopping online. Uh, but then now, I mean, it's been a few days since then. People are starting to buy stuff again because people are back in the office. People are back in their their normal routine. So I don't worry about it too much anymore. I mean, before it used to freak me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, my dry spell lasted like seven days. I was like, wow, what happened? Do I need to just give up and start a new business? Yeah. But did you do anything different or did it just kick back in again? It just came back. I mean, I examined, but I was too scared to change anything because I didn't see anything wrong. Okay. Well, 
sometimes, you know, if you have everything set up correctly, it's good just to have faith and, and let it run. But other times, it's, you know, basically it's time to, to take a look. Why is this not working? For me, what I always do is I always Google some of my best-selling products that I know people are searching for. And I make sure I just come up on Google because if they can't find you, you know, if your customers can't find you, if you can't find yourself, no one else can find you either. Uh, but what I really like about your what you've done is you figured out a way to kind of turn what otherwise might not be the best niches in the world. Uh, because we were talking about earlier how, you know, she, she was kind of laying, was having some problems with uh, spending too much on advertising and having things not convert. And we're taking a look and I'm like, it's, you know, why would someone come and click all your ads and not buy anything? And then we realized, you know what? Her niche is just really complicated stuff that people just, you know, it's not like something someone types in, I want a, you know, green six foot love seat, you know, and, you know, I always want to buy it. It's, you know, something that they do a lot of research on, they're confused about. So they end up clicking a lot and spending a lot of money on, on ads. Um, but what I think is really cool is, you know, kind of using everything that she learned in Anton's course to, you know, to basically set up the store, get approved by suppliers. And instead of just kind of giving up on the niche, she's found alternative ways to, to get business from it. And you've done all that kind of without, you know, really a network. I mean, you're kind of just out here. I mean, do you have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs? I do, but they're in totally different fields. So one is a distributor of medical devices in Asia. Okay. And the other one distributes cosmetic products in Europe, in Asia, in South America. Okay. So nothing online. They have distributors in other countries selling their products. And But do you still hang out with them kind of on a regular basis or...? Yeah, I am actually dating one of them, and okay. his best friend does it, and I've met, since that, I've met other people, even unrelated to them, that actually do a similar thing. I think it helps a lot to be around kind of just like-minded business people in general, not necessarily just uh, other entrepreneurs who are doing the same business. Like, you're asking me, you know, over at Punt Space in Chiang Mai, or most people doing drop shipping, and I said, no, most people are doing just random other online businesses. But it still helps to be friends with them and have, have them around because it lets you see, hey, there's so many different possibilities on how to make money online and everybody's kind of doing something different. I totally agree because I have friends that have jobs that are pretty set, like, you know, property manager, go in eight to five or admin type roles. And they're really boring people. Like, <laughs> you know, I love them. I see them once a week for happy hour, but their job is not interesting at all because they do the same thing every day and then they complain about how they need to find a way to make more money and, you know, they get like a 10% promotion every year if their review comes back good. But it's just, it's not very exciting. You know, and I think that kind of grind mentality that people get into, it's, it's very, very common out here. I mean, I, I've actually noticed that kind of throughout the years. I don't know if the U.S. economy is getting worse or, you know, kind of what it is, but it seems like morale in the U.S. Have, uh, has actually gone down. Like, I think people generally are less happy than they were a few years ago when I saw them. And I don't know if it's just because my friends are getting old or, like, older, and they're still at the same jobs, kind of going through the same motions, and nothing's really changed in the last four years for them. But for me, I mean, in the last four years, I've been to, I don't know, 20 different countries. I've had all these different new experiences I've never done before. And now that I have my own business, every day is kind of like a new kind of exciting challenge. 
I think there's a lack of innovation here. Um, if you have a job, you pretty much go to work and you complete a set of administrative responsibilities or and you, there's just not a whole lot of excitement. I mean, you might have something happen here and there that changes it up, but um, innovation-wise, you know, there's not a lot of, I mean, the cutting-edge technology, the new ideas, those are all entrepreneurs, and you're not going to be exposed to them because most people go to school, graduate college, and get a regular job. And I think a lot of times if people work for a company, in the beginning they might be excited to try new things and have, they have new ideas. And the boss, you know, normally kind of an older, older person who's kind of set in their ways, just shuts down those ideas. I think that happens too is, yeah, you lose that creativity. We don't lose it. It just kind of goes inside and doesn't come back out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes to die in a dark place. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know what, like... I don't always do everything correctly. I, you know, I chase random uh, businesses once in a while, chase random niches and try different things. But for me, it's exciting and I always learn something from it. And because I'm a, my own boss, you know, I can just chase it and see what happens. And, you know, I kind of have a rule nowadays where if it doesn't cost me more than $100 or, or you know, or a week's worth of my time to set up, I'll just, I'll chase anything. I mean, because you never know what's, you know, what's going to be a good niche or what's going to be a good viable business. I think that's the thing too, exploration. A lot of people here don't explore because, you know, they live 10 miles from work or they have an hour long commute and then they do the same thing every day. They don't really experience new things. And the more you experience, the more you expand your knowledge, you get new ideas that you can put into your own business. Well, one thing I really like about Google is they tell their employees that I think it was 10% of their time is it should be dedicated to any project that they want, even as even if it has nothing to do with with Google's current project. So basically, they can dream up, I want to make a rocket ship, and they're they're allowed. They were actually encouraged to spend ten percent of their working day, uh, or you know, or I guess one day out of every you know every whatever every ten days to work on any project they want, and that's actually how a lot of Google innovation comes about is because you know people think oh you know what would be cool is if we had a car drive around every single city in the U.S. and film every single street turn so we can have real maps and that becomes a reality because some guy just dreamt it up you know and I don't think we have that in in most companies but when it's your own business it's so you know I mean you can basically you literally you can do whatever the hell you want yeah and, and I love that. I totally agree. And if you mess up, you don't have to tell anyone that you feel. <laughs> you can just, oops, now on to the next idea. Yeah. And there's a lot of things I fail to mention to people because I do mess up. And I'm sure Johnny does as well. Oh, all the time. <laughs> so last night I was up at 2 in the morning working on this paperly magazine, this online magazine that I, I had this brilliant idea of thinking, you know, this is going to be awesome. And... I slept until 7 a.m., so I only slept a few hours, and I woke up excited about it again. So, I, you know, I grabbed my laptop right over to Starbucks and finished the magazine. If you guys want to check it out, it's optimizedlab.com. And now that it's done, I'm like, well, what the heck is the point of it? Because everybody that follows my blog or my, my Twitter, you know, already knows who I am. So what's the point of me having it again another. on another, another site? <laughs> um, but you know what? It's up and it looks pretty cool. So I'm going to let it run. And 
you know what? At the end of the day, it only cost me nine dollars to set up, and it only took me a day, you know, a day of without sleep. So why not, right? Because these are just fun little things that it's rewarding when you complete something. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you finished it. You look back, maybe it wasn't the greatest idea. You're not going to make any money from it, but it keeps you going and it keeps your creativity spinning, so that you can continue with new ideas and better ideas that do work. But do you think sometimes it's better just to be focused and finish, you know, a task at a hand? Like I still have a massive to-do list. And one of the things on there, well, okay, so I have a massive to-do list. And the funny thing about it is out of the 10 things, you know, there's three that I know will make me money. Things like uh, call call another supplier and get approved as a, you know, as a, as a, a dealer for them. Second would be add more products to my one of my e-commerce sites. Third would be to make another e-commerce site in another niche. And I know these things will make me money for sure, 100%, if I actually dedicate the time to it. But I, I'm just not motivated to do it. There's a few ways to attack that. One is to do like a cram session where you do as much as you can and you actually accomplish a lot. You just check them off your list and get you know some of it done then you feel better and it's like a starting process where it you know snowballs into you've actually accomplished a lot the other is to just do a little bit at a time and it all adds up but you just gotta start and just do a little bit and then see if you want to just attack as much as possible or let it drag out and do a little bit at a time and then make progress slowly but you just gotta start even when i was in college or even high school and I had a term, you know, I had some paper due or something. I remember I would procrastinate until the last possible second. That's so, some people work better that way. Where, like I said, you cram it and you force yourself to do as much as possible. Set a timer for <laughs> you know two hours. Turn off your cell phone and everything, and just get two hours of work done. You'll be surprised at how much you accomplish. You know what's crazy is if you actually just work like an hour a day consistently. On a project and you can literally finish, finish anything um, <laughs> I know that if I had written you know just even one page every single day since I decided to write the second book it'd be halfway done but instead you know I wrote three chapters in one day and then I was like you know what I don't like it and I just didn't touch it for two months uh, but I've decided I think it was just the other day uh, on my blog johnnyft.com I wrote chapter one well, I, I wrote the intro to, to the new book. It's going to be called Life Changes Quick. And it's basically about this last year of how quickly life changed after I finally set some goals and said, you know, no more BS, no more shortcuts. Let me actually get in the best shape in my life. You know, not not trying to do some quick, you know, quick fix thing. No, you know, no diet pill, no you know, crash diet. But I'm, I'm, I'm just going to eat real food. For a year, I'm gonna exercise like a normal person, um, and actually pay for somebody to, you know, to to attend a CrossFit class or have a personal trainer and do it correctly. And from that, it kind of stemmed, you know, me wanting to do everything else correctly. So, the book is basically gonna be about, you know, getting in the best shape of your life, building a real business, um, and having the freedom to be able to travel. And having all that brings you, you know, basically attracts. An amazing person to your life because once you're you know physically attractive and you're mentally attractive and you're confident and you're happy 
that's really when the most beautiful women and the beautiful, you know, uh, beautiful relationships kind of sprout about. Uh, so I really wanted to write this book because, you know, I wanted to document this this whole journey change um, because my first book is about how to live as cheaply as possible in Thailand. And that book, I think during the time, it was, you know, it was exactly how I felt. You know, I, I'm like, you don't, you know, it's it's stupid to make too much money or, you know, want to live in a nice place or spend more than $5 on food. You know, you can live in Thailand for 600 bucks a month. And at the time, that was what made me happy. So that's why I wrote 12 Weeks in Thailand. And now that I have this new book on the project, I want to finish it by by midsummer. And by me live writing it based on, on the blog, it forces accountability because everyone on the blog is kind of waiting for the next chapter now. <laughs> I think it's good to focus on what you're good at. And that's what having your own business um, gives you is, you know, you do better because those tasks are easier. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're just naturally good at it. You're a naturally good writer as opposed to me. I'm a horrible writer. I takes me forever to draft an email. And if I were to start a blog, I would come out with like one article every six months <laughs> and it would be like torture. So you got to also try to, you know, focus on the things that you're naturally good at. That definitely makes sense. And I mean, like, yeah, for me, I actually, I really do enjoy writing and I, but I enjoy kind of the instant gratification of a, of a blog post. I know once I write a blog post, it's up and people read it right away. People leave comments, people, you know, forward it on, on Facebook, or on Twitter and right away you get feedback. And I like that. The problem with the book is you wait, you know, three months or six months to write it. Then it takes another couple of months to have it be edited and be published. And you feel like you're doing all this work for a future, you know, for something in the future, but it's, it's so much easier to just, bang out a, a one-page blog post and have everybody, you know, be able to see it right then. And that's what, I think that's the main reason why I'm doing this this live uh, blog blog post where it almost doesn't make sense because everyone that reads my blog will basically read the whole book <laughs> while I write it, so there's no reason for them to buy it. But you're doing both. So yeah. <laughs> you, know, you do the blog because you like doing it. The book takes a little bit more hard work and dedication, but the fact that you're able to incorporates things that you like into it makes it a little bit more tolerable whereas when you have a crappy job it's like you gotta go to work whether you like it or not and you can't make those adjustments <laughs> and if i told my boss like all right so this was like a like an actual job i had a boss and i said hey boss this is what i'm gonna do so i know we're supposed to sell these books but what i'm gonna do instead is i'm just gonna give it away all right i'm just gonna i'm you know and i'm gonna give it away while we make it it's not even gonna be done i'm just gonna give give it away you know, let's say we're making a, a, a table. I'm going to make one leg, give that away. Make the second leg, give it away. Make the top, give it away. And then at the end, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell the tables for anyone that, that doesn't want to put it together themselves. But it'll be all finished. It'll be nice. Yeah, I don't think people would really buy into that. But you know what? Good thing I don't have a boss because I'd be fired by now. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and you know what? It's great. It's being, you know, having these e-commerce stores and kind of basically running semi-passively in, in the background. We were talking about earlier how much time we actually spend on it. So today, you know, I woke up, you know, I actually woke up early, went to Starbucks. Um, that was kind of my office of the day. But I didn't, I don't think I spent any time on my e-commerce stores. I might have checked one or two emails. Um, but I really just spent my time, 
you know, making um, the Optimized Lab uh, magazine. And I checked Facebook for a while. And then I went and had brunch with my cousin. And then I drove out here. And we hung out on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we did. I think the good feeling is, you know, when you make progress... Even though it's like little projects, like Johnny completed that magazine. Even though it's a little bit pointless, <laughs> he's saying now we'll see. I haven't seen it yet, but um, just that feeling—it's a good motivation, you know, accomplishing things, and then you can set off to accomplish more. So you should work on that to-do list. Yeah, I, and I definitely will. Um, and you know, the nice thing is when I do work, you know, I sit down and I'm banging out, and I, and I do work, and I, you know, it's easy to to forget that. Those first two months of setting up my e-commerce store, you know, I was working, you know, you know, basically six, seven hours a day on it, and sometimes I stay up late at night adding products or, you know, kind of tweaking things around. Um, and now I, I actually felt like I didn't, I didn't do anything today, and I didn't make any. I, I really felt like I didn't make any sales, which is why I actually just pulled up my phone, my Shopify app, to see if, if I actually made any sales or not. Because while we were sitting here and you just got those two sales. I was a little bit envious, thinking, fuck, how come my phone's not going off? And then I, t- I just pulled up my phone and I made... Three th- orders? Three orders, $977 in revenue, so about $1,000 in, in sales. And that's actually a pretty good day. And I'm like, what, how did I forget about this and just, you know... Get envious that my phone went off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yours didn't. So we, we're going we're gonna to see whose phone goes off next, okay? So during this podcast... Did it just go off? Come on. Okay. No, it was a text. Good. <laughs> that would have been... I would have been really envious about that. Um, but it's cool that we were able to make sales while kind of just catching up, you know, having a, having a nice lunch. We went to Saddle Ranch. Is this um, cowboy-themed restaurant. With the bull. You see it on TV, on those reality shows. Um the people always ride the bull and fall off. But who else can, you know, go and have... I mean, we had... She had prime rib. <laughs> and I had a... What kind of steak did I have? Ribeye. I had a ribeye. Who the heck does that on a Wednesday... No, a Tuesday afternoon at like 2.30? <laughs> we were hungry. It was a late lunch. <laughs> but it, it just gives us the freedom to be able to do that. I mean, like, it's seriously... If you asked me two years ago, you know... Would I have a job where I could spend half the day on the beach and then spend forty dollars on a steak for lunch on on a on a random Tuesday for no reason, no like literally no apparent reason? I would have said no. That's stupid. I would never do that. But now I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I kind of enjoy things like that a lot more than spending, let's say, spending forty dollars on you know on drinks at out at a club or. I don't think I shop as much. I don't think I go out as much. You know, I have all the things that I need. I love my condo. And I just, a lot of those things don't matter anymore. So if I want to go out and spend money on a meal, I actually enjoy it. And usually you choose nicer restaurants where the food is worth the money that you're paying. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, we could have a steak at home. And I could have that for, you know, that same steak for 10 bucks or something. Or we could have gone to Denny's Yeah, Norm's. (laughs) But... I think what it is, is yeah, you know, I do appreciate those things and I don't spend money on stupid stuff anymore. I don't spend money on, you know, on, on fashion or clothes or like the latest phone. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and you know, I don't buy video games anymore. I don't buy CDs. I don't like, I I don't even know what people buy anymore. I mean, (laughs) I don't buy new, you know, 
yeah, whatever. Well, I'm a girl. I like clothes, shoes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we just, I don't spend money on, on material things anymore to impress other people. I'll buy stuff. I'll spend a lot of money buying stuff that makes me happy. Uh, And I really like efficient, functional things now. I mean. Quality things. So it doesn't break. You have to buy it again in a few months. Okay, so th- this is going to sound retarded, but those those plain black flip flops that I wore today, how much do you think those are? Those would normally cost. Flip flops are probably around twenty dollars. Okay, I spent eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say maybe thirty. <laughs> I had a feeling they were going to be like two dollars. I, I used to spend, I used to spend two dollars on all of my flip flops. Uh, I would go to Old Navy and get them, or you know, I'd buy the bootleg Caviana's in Thailand. Uh, so why the heck did I spend $80 on this? It's because they are made so well. Like, they're, the quality of them, the efficiency of them, they just, they work. And I know they're not going to break anytime soon. I know, you know, they're just made well. And they're made by a company called Luna. And they're called the Monos. And they have monkey grip technology. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't slip and fall in your flip-flops? Yeah. No, I mean, I've literally climbed a mountain wearing those. So in, in Thailand, there's this two-day overnight hike, and I had a pair of those, and unfortunately, after a year and a couple of mountains, they've worn out, but I had to buy another pair, but there's no way I could have done that in, in normal flip-flops without killing myself. I mean, today, I ran up that little that little hill that you had. Oh, yeah, yeah, to watch the, see the ocean. Yeah, and I wouldn't have been able to do that in normal shoes. So to me, you know what, if... If a company's gonna go out and design the ultimate pair of flip flops that form to my feet, you know that I can run in, that I can you know j- you know jump off of things in, and I'll, I'll pay for it. You know things like that I'll pay for, it. and I love having the income to be able to pay for that now. And while you know if you asked me five years ago if I was gonna pay eighty bucks for any shoes, I mean if you know, definitely not sandals, I would have said flip flops. No, <laughs> You know, so what's uh, so at some point, like, what is your income goal for your online businesses where you're gonna say, you know what, I'm not gonna work for anyone else again? This is this is it. I mean, because I know your expenses are higher, you own a condo, you live in one of the most expensive places in the US, and you know, you, you know, you have expenses. Like, for me, it's really easy. I could say if I made a thousand dollars a month. I'll just quit my job, move to a cheap place like Thailand, and then from there, I'll focus my time on, you know, and I'll be able to live fine. Like, do you have a specific income goal where you're going to quit your job? Um, you know, ideally, I think it would, I would like it to be, say, like 4000 a month. Okay. But if I had to, I could probably quit at around 3000 and kind of budget a little bit. So 3000 would probably be the minimum. Okay, so this time next year, all right. We're gonna we're gonna have that that goal for you, uh, especially because we <laughs> we just realized. So I asked Elaine. I was like, I you know, like, how many sales are you making on average now per week? So so total total products. How how many do you sell per week? Probably about five to ten. Okay, and I was like, oh, you know what? That's actually pretty good. That's you know, that's one or two products per day. And then I said, then I found out. I was like. Your Shopify store hasn't been working for the last four months. How the heck, do you, like, where the freak are people even buying your products? You know, I don't know, which is very interesting because 
you know, according to Johnny, my product listing ads aren't working well, but I'm still getting random traffic. So (laughs) I don't know. No explanation. And when I went into my Google shopping app in Shopify, it had an error on every single (laughs) one of my products because I didn't claim my website, which is one of the steps you need to do to start the Google Shopping. And it, and it takes about 10 seconds to do. <laughs> it basically, you just go in, you click, yes, this is my website. So I think like, that's exactly what you do. And I think I just spent so much time in the beginning. I was so burnt out staring at the site. I didn't look at it for a month, you know, and I just needed a break. And I'm glad Johnny's here now to look at the mess I've done and <laughs> the fixes I need to. And they're small fixes. I think I just need to take a step back and have someone else look at it. And I'm super confident that once you make those couple little tiny changes, you're going to make so many more sales from your stores. And I mean, because, I mean, you're like, you literally, I was pulling up, I was just kind of Googling some of your products as I would as a customer. And I'm like, your ads aren't even showing, you know, nothing's showing. I'm like, how the heck are people even finding you? And you're still making 10 sales a week. So by them, you know, being able to find you, I mean, like, it's almost like, imagine you are a restaurant and, (laughs) The, the address is incorrect on your website and you're not picking up the phone. <laughs> but people are still coming. You're like, all right, well, you know, that, that's fine. Right? I'm good. But imagine once you, you know, you have, a, you know, you put a sign up on your on your front door. <laughs> uh, how, you know, how much better that's going to be. So I'm excited for that. And But you're definitely right where sometimes it just takes a fresh pair of eyes to look to see what you're doing. Because when you're so, and I understand, like it's frustrating when you're, you know, uploading files and you're making these little tweaks and you're kind of, you know, looking for, for photos to, to upload, you know, to match the, the products and your suppliers aren't really, you know, giving you everything that you want, you know, and everything that you need. And you have to go and do this kind of, almost kind of like grunt work. Right? It's mundane and you do the same thing over and over, like uploading products. Sometimes you just have to upload one at a time. And <laughs> after the 10th one, you just want to kill yourself and then like oh, reconvene the next day. You do a few more, you do a few each day and it just, it's almost like I hate my job yeah. now. But guess what? That's exactly how I felt when I had a corporate job and they had me you know, do these kind of mundane tasks day to day. And the only kind of thing that got me through it, I think, in the beginning. A paycheck. (laughs) Yeah, it was a paycheck. And now that you don't, you know, it's not a guaranteed paycheck. You don't know. Which makes it worse. Because you're like, am I wasting my time? But the great thing is, once you start making those sales, and you're like, oh, crap. You know, by me doing this, the more more products I upload, the more descriptions I write, the more photos I put for each of my products, the more money will come. And... It's, I, I don't really know if I'd want to do it all again, to be honest. I probably would have just hired some guy in, in India or the Philippines to do it for me for $3 an hour in retrospect or for my next my next niches I'm going to start. But in kind of thinking back, it was it was worth it. I mean, it's 100% worth it. I mean, putting in that effort. You have to do the first store yourself. And then even when you have someone else do the store, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to go through the store as if and read everything because they may not do it correctly. So you, you might end up spending just as much time going through and reviewing all the work that you've paid somebody to do. Yeah, I, I, can, I can definitely see that. You know, And that, that's kind of the downside of paying someone three bucks an hour from another country. That's why I'm – so one of my employees that I have now kind of managing all the customer service aspects of some of my stores – He's American and I pay him, you know, like a normal, you know, actually I pay him pretty well. I mean, you know, not 
amazingly well, but I made, I paid him more than ten dollars an hour, so he's he's very happy, and I and I gave him bonuses as well. I told him like, look, I'll you know I'll give you ten bucks an hour easily. I'm I'm happy doing that, and if you you know make if you do well and you make sales, I'm happy to give you bonuses because at the end of the day, I'd much rather have him just do all the work and have me not even check my email for a week. I mean that's my that's my goal. By the end of the next year, I want to be able to go on a thirty day pilgrimage through Spain, the Camino de Santiago. Have you heard of this? No. Do you run with the bulls too? <laughs> <laughs> no. All it is is you like you you start in I think you start on the border of France and, and Spain, and you literally walk through Spain. What about the Silk Road? Don't they do that in China where you can like do a portion of it? I'm pretty sure the government shut down the Silk Road for selling a. Uh, Heroin using bitcoins. <laughs> no, 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 no. My mom was talking about taking a tour because the Silk Road runs through China. You can do like sections of it. Okay. And then you follow the ancient Silk Road tour. Okay. And I think it's like a walking and they're usually three to five days depending on how long or far um, of the road you do. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I think what I really kind of just want to be able to do is I want to be able to just not even open my computer for two weeks at a time knowing that everything's completely passive that my you know my employees are taking care of everything and i want to be able to come back and have everything not only you know still doing fine but i want to have more money in my bank account than than i left it you know, I think you there's a certain level of responsibility as a no, no uh, responsibility. shop owner, <laughs> business owner, sorry. And, you know, you have to, um, you know, if something happens, you know, you need to be there to fix it. I mean, your employees can manage the day-to-day, but do you really want them making serious <laughs> big, big decisions? decisions? Well, actually, so one thing that, that I did was when I, I found what I was doing, I think I was traveling for a bit and I was just... You know, I was like, you know, I don't want to do anything. I don't want any, any responsibility. So I purposely kind of just let it run, you know, on its own. And I think I, at the time, my employee, I didn't have an employee. I just, I was just answering calls myself. So I just let it go to voicemail. And I, and I just kind of let everything run. And I said, you know what? If sales go down, so be it, right? Uh, so I think for like two weeks, I kind of just didn't do anything. I like answered emails once in a while when I felt like it. And sales went down, but the nice thing is, as soon as I was re-motivated to kind of pick up the slack again, and you know I hired another person to take calls, everything you know kind of worked up, worked up perfectly again. If, if anything, it's it's better than what it used to be. So the nice thing is about having a business is, you know, an online business is kind of one of those things you kind of just pause in your life. I mean, like imagine if you kind of just left your stores right now. I mean, obviously. You know, you'd want to fulfill any orders that you that you got. But imagine if you just didn't touch it for a while. It's it's not going to disappear. I mean, it'll it probably won't make any as many sales. Um, but you could probably take a break. I don't think you can completely check out and not, <laughs> you know, like know what's going on. Um, you can probably manage it where you check it every other day. Mm-hmm. But I think you should still be in tune with what's happening. Yeah, and you know, as a as a business owner, I think like so. Imagine if you owned a um, you can do it for a short term period of time. Yeah. You don't want to check in every other day and not do anything for months. So even as like a food truck owner, I was watching the shows like Hidden um, Secret Diner or something, and it was basically you know these guys would sit in this like surveillance van and watch their food truck workers you know open up shop, and he was horrified to find out that they would shut down two hours early 
right? And then drive to a different location and start selling soul food out of the truck instead. And they would, you know, because they would come back every night saying, oh, yeah, you know, we did pretty well. But, um, you know, here's the here's the extras. We, we didn't we didn't sell out. And the boss, you know, had he didn't know that he didn't know the difference. And when he when he saw this, he was like, these guys are taking my truck, using my gas, using my my permits and selling fried chicken out of these trucks and pocketing the cash. You know, so no matter what your business is as the owner, I guess you really do have to kind of keep an eye out on it. But one of the really cool things is I didn't even really realize this. I know Anton talked about this in this course, but once you have one year of profitability, you can sell these businesses for usually between 18 and, and to, I don't know, I've heard much higher, but let's say 18 times your, your monthly revenue. I mean, your, your monthly profit, which is pretty cool if you think about it. Because if the you, stores aren't going to run forever and you should just cash out. <laughs> I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the future. But yeah. also, it's kind of like, well, I mean, if, you know, the, the first store, kind of a learning experience, right? But after that, I mean, now, how many stores do you have up now? I have two. You have two. If you wanted to open a third store, wouldn't it be easier than, than the first it would um, definitely. My second store was a lot easier, but then I forgot to do a lot of things. <laughs> so you know, it's really hard because you do it on the first store and you think you did it on the second store, mm-hmm. and you know that's the steps that you're missing. You know, I did the exact same thing, <laughs> where I just assumed I knew everything. So I was like, all right, yeah. And because uh, I think what it is is when people ask me like, how do I step this dropship store, and I start explaining it to them, I skip like half of the steps. Because I'm like, oh yeah, you know, don't worry, I don't worry about that. It's not a big deal, but it, it is important, right? So what I actually did for one of my stores recently is I actually went back to AntonMethod.com and watched the videos all again as I, I was for the first time, and said, you know, okay, now I'm picking a niche. <laughs> now I'm researching it. Now I'm adding this. And the nice thing about having you know those videos is you can always go back and rewatch it because I guarantee that the first time you watched it you kind of just skipped over some things that you didn't think were going to be important. You oh, just... I picked and choose. I'm like, I don't like to do that. I don't need to do that stuff. Yeah. Next. <laughs> and then now that you've made all these sales and you're, and you, you know, you have a, a real business, you go back and you're like, oh yeah, that's important. Why, why didn't I do that in the first place? Why didn't, why didn't Anton say in the video the first time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. It's the same video. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. So yeah, you need an accountability, you need a list, you need to check things off, and you will forget things. I mean, it's such a long process that there's no way you would remember every single step. And I'm sure you come up with your own tweaks, you know, that improve it, that you also need to incorporate. So one thing I really like is, so Anton, you know, he taught sell on Shopify, sell using Google product ads, and you didn't do either of those. Yeah, because, you know, there's other um, marketplaces and stuff that you can sell your products on. And they actually do a lot of advertising. We were Googling them and they were showing up, not my website. (laughs) So, you know, you got to look at other sources um, to sell your products on, not just your Shopify store. But do you think that if you if you didn't start with with Anton's course and you you didn't, you know, use that to set up your first store and get, you know, improved by suppliers. Do you think it would have been a lot harder to even think of stuff like that? Um, you mean come up with a Shopify concept store on my own? Yeah. yeah. 
But you know, I did do something many years ago. Remember Scott? We're yeah. talking about South Africans. Um, his best friend tried to get me to set up a store, and it was just overwhelming. He wanted to do car parts, so it was like ten thousand, you know, things for every single car and to map it, you know, and it was just a disaster. But it was a drop shipping method because he knew all the people selling the products and they were going to give it to him. And I already knew about map pricing and this was probably five years ago. So the idea had always been in the back of my head. Okay. But even then, even kind of being exposed to it, it was just easier just to follow a course and relax. Oh, for that. sure. I mean, and if not, you can review it. And if you don't want to do it his way, at least you know one way to do it properly. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I'm actually the same way where, you know, in the beginning, 100% Anton method, that's all I did. You know, I said, you know, I'm just going to follow exactly what he says and it works. And I think kind of after about six months of, you know, making sales through that, I was like, oh, yeah, well, I wonder if, how I can put my own spin on it now. You know, oh, let me, let me try this and here and here and there. And that, I think that's how, I think that's, you know, I think that's really honestly the best way to do it is start with a method that you know works. And then after you made, you know, your first couple of sales from it, and you're like, okay, this works. Obviously, I can make money from this. Then you can start tweaking it, you know, in your, in your other ways. You know, it's almost like baking a cake. The first time you do it, you should probably follow a recipe. And then if you want to start, you know, toying with it and trying to make it different and better, you know, yeah, then feel free to, to do it. But if you've never baked a cake in your life and you just try to start throwing stuff together, it's, it's probably not going to work. And baking a cake is very particular. All the ingredients have to be very exact. You have to mix it a certain way because I can't bake a cake. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't bake a cake, but you can create an e-commerce store. Yeah, because I'm a little more technical. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <laughs> More than baking a cake. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good at least. All right. Um, yeah, and I think that's how actually. So I, I, the other th stupid thing about the uh, Optimized Lab magazine is I have a, I also have a website called Optimized Like a Boss, which is why I bought OptimizedLab.com. <laughs> is, lab, is Lab short for anything? Like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. So, but I already, so I already had the website, the domain, and I was like, oh, hey, well, I want to make this magazine. You know, I, what, you know, what cool name should I give it? And I'm like, you know, I want to, yeah, I want to like optimize your life, you know, business, entrepreneur, health, you know, like, like, like optimized lab magazine. Yeah. So I, since I had it already, I just used it. Now it's going to confuse the crap out of everyone. So apologize for that. <laughs> Maybe if you interviewed like entrepreneurs and maybe not necessarily like traveling entrepreneurs, but maybe even, you know, like people that have corporations yeah. that can't travel, they could provide insight. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they could. But to be honest, one of the reasons why I, I really try to only have people who, who actually travel with it is because even though, I mean, there, there are a lot of ways to make money. There's a lot of ways to start a business. But what I don't want is are people who you know are so tied to their job or so kind of like stuck in this world, you know, in the in the corporate world that they never even take a vacation. And what really impressed me was I remember when I was in Thailand, you're one of the first people to come visit me when I was in Kotel. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember you being very unhappy that I forgot to mention that after you landed in Bangkok, there was another 14-hour bus ride. <laughs> 
Yes, it was so horrific. I traveled the same amount of time on land as I did on a plane. Then I had to take a ferry. It was like a 45-minute ferry. I think it was like a two-hour ferry. Two hour, okay, like a two-hour ferry. And then not only that, from the airport, I had to go to a travel agency and wait like hours for them to open and take the first bus. Yeah, so I apologize for that. Um I think what it was is, so when I first got to, to Koh Tao, I was so excited just to be in Thailand. And it was kind of just, I mean, it was really, at the time, it was the only way to get there. And I was just kind of like, well, that's, that's the way to get there. So, you know, take, yeah, take this bus and then take this ferry and then I'll meet you at the pier. And I had asked him, are you sure there's no flights? And he had said no. After I left, I looked online. I could have taken a little <laughs> commuter plane and avoided the whole thing of traveling by myself in a foreign country as a female. <laughs> you know what? At the time, I honestly had no idea that you could fly. And I think what it was is I was so, you know, on a budget back then, so broke back then that the idea of spending another $200 on on a flight, you know, and it might have been more, maybe, yeah, it's like another $200 on a flight was ridiculous to me when the bus was only $15. <laughs> so we all had to travel like a Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the uh, not traveling like a boss. That is the 12 Reasons Thailand book, How to Get Around Thailand on $15 and Travel the Entire Country for, for cheap. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I remember specifically... You know, seeing your face fuming. And then I said to you, let's go to the beach and relax. And you're like, okay, but you're still mad. And I said to you, I promised you, I said, you know, as soon as we get on the beach, you, you, you'll forget all that. I landed on a beach. The ferry pulled into a <laughs> beach. We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So the island we're talking about is called Koh Tao. It means Turtle Island. And it's in uh, on the east coast of Thailand. And it's kind of a backpacker island. It's known for really cheap scuba diving. And I remember, I specifically still remember, you know, just hanging out, lay, laying on that beach. You're still mad, but I could sl- I could see that you were slowly relaxing. I'm like, okay, you know what? This isn't that bad. No, because my first place I stayed at had no hot water in <laughs> <laughs> the manual flushing toilet. <laughs> it was your old hut. Yep. So I had moved out of my hut just a few days before. And I had, I think I still had a few days on it before I took it back. So I was like, oh yeah, you can stay here for free. But that's the Thai authentic experience. <laughs> but it's fun to kind of think back on on these experiences. And would you go back to Thailand again? Actually, you are. Yeah, I am. Um, I want to go for the retreat. And I was going to go actually in May. But since I'm going to go in October, I think I will skip. So for, for those who don't know the retreat is, is on the last, was it? Oh, not on the last episode. Week. Well, no, oh, okay. so what it was, was it was episode 29 of the podcast when I was with Anton in uh, Colanta. He ma- randomly mentioned that he wanted to do a, uh, a retreat for the course members. And I, that was the first time I ever heard of it. So, you know, you would think that, you know, hanging out with him for a week on the beach, scuba diving, he would have mentioned something. But he, I don't know. I mean, he might have just thought of it on the spot during the podcast, to be honest. Uh, but now it's reality. So what it is, is for anyone who's a member of, the, of AntonMethod.com, he sent out an email saying, hey, I'm going to have this this retreat in Thailand because I want everyone to be able to get together uh, and it's going to be free. So I think that we originally were, were joking around where we heard, you know, these other, you know, these other internet, you know, 
things basically or like seminar things saying you know we're gonna invite everybody out to thailand you know to the you know to, to this thing you know to this um you know the seminar you know get to know everyone and they're like yeah but it's a thousand dollars and plus your flight plus your hotel plus your everything so at the time i was like well you know obviously i'm not gonna pay for everyone's flight or hotel but I'm willing to rent, you know, a big house and drop, you know, drop a couple hundred bucks a day on a on a on a hotel or something for everyone to have a place to meet and hang out and, you know, just kind of get together and help each other with stores. Because I firmly, firmly believe that the more members kind of get to know each other in real life. I mean, right now people are already pretty active in the forums, but I think one of the biggest problems is the people that start doing well and start making money stop going on the forums, and you never post. Oh, I haven't logged in in a while. Okay, so why do you think that is? You know, um, I would go and look at the posts, and a lot of times I didn't understand what people were asking. I mean, some of those, I don't know if it's like, I just don't understand. Do you get those where you're reading? I, what it is, is a lot the people that ask those type of questions aren't actually making sales yet, so they're asking these hypothetical questions that don't matter. Okay, and it, yeah, I, I agree. And I think I just get confused, and I just... But I probably should go on there. Can I answer people's questions? Yeah, oh. of course. I mean, it's a okay. form. You just, just kind of talk to whoever. But, yeah, but yeah, it would be very good to have you on there because majority of the people on there are, you know, they're excited because they're new. So mm-hmm. they're, you know, and then they're like, well, how come everyone else here is new? We're all the people who are doing well. And the people doing well are like Elaine where you just, you're like, well, you're making 10 sales a week, but you just, you never, ever even show your face on it. Yeah, because I'm on the phone with, um, you know, Shopify customer support or on the phone with my suppliers or, you know, actually, I, I call a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have so many logged customer service calls. And I think maybe those people on the forum, one thing you can do is tell them to call the customer service. They answer the phone. They're 24 hours. And sometimes you have to be on hold for 20 minutes, but you're going to get the right answer. Yeah, that's true. But I think, you know, Part of the the forums on there, it's a good sense of community, and I really hope that once people start meeting each other in person, because another problem is people kind of spread out. I mean, there's a lot of people in Canada, some people in Australia, some people in you know all across the U.S. But I really think that once they meet meet each other in person and they you know put a face to the to the name, they're going to be a lot more helpful with each other. And also, once they you know once they start really making a lot of money on on you know on their own stores, they're not going to shy away and be like, well. Now that I'm making money, you know, fuck everyone else. I'm just gonna do my own thing. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be like, well, you know what? Let me make sure everyone else is is doing things correctly as well, so they can also have their stores to be successful and have the kind of independence that we do. I think I'm kind of antisocial. I went and figured <laughs> most of the stuff out. That's why Johnny <laughs> brought to my attention and corrected the ten things that were all wrong. It was more than ten things with my store <laughs> insight. Maybe if I had gone on the forums, I wouldn't be that far off the you know path. and um, I guess some people like to figure things out on their own and waste a lot of time. (laughs) You know, so I I just started doing phone coaching not that long ago, and at first I was, you know, I was kind of reluctant to do it, so I'm like, well, you know what, just, if you want to know something, just just ask me on the forum and I'll tell you for free. But I think what, now that I've been doing it for a while, and what, you know, basically what people do is they set up for phone coaching and I'll get on and they'll say, okay, you know, this is my store, this is what I've been doing. I'll just log in as I was, you know, as a customer and just look at it and be like, all right, so these are five reasons right away why I wouldn't buy from you. And that saves them so much time. I mean, they would literally spend, 
you know, three months of having this store not working or not showing up because they're too close to their own product. They, they don't, you know, they, they refuse to look at it really kind of from a, a customer's point of view. You know? Yeah, you need someone, you need to take a step back. That's why it's good to take the two week break and come back and look at it and be like, oh my God, I never noticed that. Like, yeah. what the heck? <laughs> so the other really cool thing that we just installed for Elaine is the, uh, the Luck Orange. Uh, it's basically, it's, so if you go to uh, johnnyft.com under resources, it's the very bottom one. And it's basically a way where you can see exactly what your customers are doing on your website. It's amazing. So it shows what page they landed on. You can see their little mouse go up and down, see what they click on. You can tell if they're reading the description. And then you can see what they search and what pulls up and see what people are interested on your site, how many times they go to your about me page. Because <laughs> <laughs> some people go back. Yeah, you're like, why are they going back again? <laughs> and rereading it. <laughs> and you know, and the the... I mean, it's basically the closest thing you can get to why are people not buying or what is making them buy? Like, what are, what are people actually looking at when they come to my site? And I even install this for, you know, some of my other random sites as well. So, I mean, I mainly I, I use it for e-commerce because that's what actually makes me money. But just almost out of curiosity, I'm like, all right, well, I wonder what people do when they go to this site, you know? <laughs> and... And it's all anonymous, so he doesn't know that you're stalking. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I don't actually know who you are. And actually, the way it works is... So it's not actually legal for them to, to record your screen. So it's not like they activate your webcam and <laughs> you see your screen. What it is is they the computer knows what you're doing on the website. So it's really showing it's really showing the site itself, the simulation of what the customer is doing. Uh, so it's you know so that's how they kind of pass all the privacy stuff. But what's really cool about the way they do it is to you as you know the e-commerce store owner. You know, it it really feels like you're watching the person's screen, and you know it's the same kind of the mouse the mouse movements are the same. That what what pages they click would be the same. The amount of time they spend, you know, on you can fast things. forward it so that you can kind of mouse through quicker what you know they're doing. But it's good to see you know why they're not clicking the add to cart button. <laughs> yeah, or if they do, why are they clicking on something else afterwards or leaving at a certain place? And it's a great way where to find out what links are broken or where people are getting stuck. Uh, and little stupid things. Like one, one example is I realized that when people click on certain photos, they would get stuck and not be able to close it because they, they couldn't find the X. So all I did was change the settings for that. And now, you know, hopefully people won't get stuck and just leave the site altogether anymore. So, you know, definitely I recommend that. Everything on my resources page I, I use personally and I recommend. Um, if... Yeah, I mean, I recommend this lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, if you can get to that point, it's definite and it's rewarding and you're motivated. Because once you get to that point, you have to be wanting it. And this might not be for you. Because we were talking about another friend who didn't like the whole Shopify, drop shipping, e-commerce. It just wasn't for them. But they were, they're probably going to be successful in doing something else. Yeah, and I think part of it is kind of like, I mean, for me, you know, the reason why I always recommend job streaming is because that's what worked for me. I mean, I tried a lot of different things and this is the first thing that's really made me money. And I was like, okay, you know what, this, this is what everyone should do. But at the end of the day, you're right. You know, not everybody wants to be a business owner. Not everyone wants to sell physical products. Some people will be happier writing books. Some people Programming. Will be writing, yeah, like writing code. Oh my God, I would hate to do that. 
You know, it'd be but so nice. But if you annoying. enjoyed it and you can get paid doing small projects, that would be rewarding for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and some people love doing that. Like for me, I like having a customer buy stuff <laughs> and having it, you know, sent to their house. Even though I'm not the one sending it, I, I kind of like the idea of people coming to my store, buying something, and then having me have someone else send it to them and they get it in the mail and then they send me an email saying, thank you so much. This is awesome. You know, it's because you're able to handle the customer service. Some people may not be as um, okay with talking to people. They don't like calling suppliers. I mean, some people just can't do that part of the, you know, process. But I really believe that, you know, it's it's one of those things where if you want to be successful in life, you have to at least get out of your comfort zone initially. Like, I haven't picked up the phone to call a supplier in eight months. I mean, all that stuff was done during those first two months. But I'm glad I did it. You know, it was it, it was uncomfortable for me, especially because I was in Thailand at the time. So I had to stay up until midnight and then call and be like, "Hey, good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sunny out here in California as well." <laughs> but if you think about it, think about customer service is a no-brainer. You're going to answer every email, phone call, voicemail, whether you like the person that's calling or not, and you wonder why some stores have such bad customer service. Some people just can't do it. And that's why we hire people that can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish when, they when, would too. When are you going to hire someone to, to take care of all that stuff for you? Um, You know, probably not anytime soon. Okay. So could you enjoy doing it? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's not taking too much of my time. It's something I can handle. And I need to figure it all out before I can hand it yeah, off. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So you have a full-time job. And yeah. you're doing this basically on the side. Yeah. How long did it take you initially to set up the store and then get your first sale? Um, well, actually, I got a sale right away. I don't know how. Okay. And I did the second site. Um, and then I got real motivated to add all these products in and uh-huh. upload, upload, upload. And then nothing really happened. And then I don't know if it's just over time, your ranking gets higher on Google. But, you know, a sale here and there came in, and then I looked at other ways to advertise, and it just sort of got better, and then it went through a dry spell. So, you know, I don't think I'm at a point where I need somebody to do this for me. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I'm just curious, for the, pe- for the people that have, I get asked this question a lot. You know, people are like, I have a full-time job, but I want to do this on the side, so eventually I can have a, at least a passive income on the side. You know, like I, I at least I can have an alternate source of income. Um, My advice for people like that is to dedicate, if you can, two hours maybe every other day. Because when you do it every day, you get burnt out. Okay. And just turn off your phone and just have that to-do list. And it's like when you um, cram for a exam. Okay. You know, just force yourself to get as much done as possible. Once And then once you're motivated, you want to keep on working, but then you have to go to work the next day. It's like mm-hmm. you can't work until 2 in the morning, um, even though you're on a roll, and just cut yourself off and then work on it again. And you get a lot of work done because after a while, you get too tired. And it's like, you know, midnight, 11, midnight, 1 a.m., and you're still working because you don't want to stop. You've made all this progress. And then you go back and you see all the mistakes that you made. Okay. And it just it's such a waste of time. That makes sense. So are you talking about, you know, one month, two months, three months. How long? How long would that take if you did two two hours a day every other day? If I had done it that way, I probably honestly would think I would have gotten more work done. Okay. Because um, 
it's like an efficiency, like the dim. What is it? The return. Long diminishing returns. Exactly. Um, so probably the same amount of time, three months. I okay. honestly think, and I wouldn't have like stayed up until one in the morning, did four to six hours, yeah, and just not be efficient. Okay, and, and I, I do also agree that it's better to to work kind of smarter than than to work blindly hard because the worst thing you can do is you know waste an hour doing something because you're half asleep and then realize oh crap you know i you know i gotta go over again um but i think that's that's a very fair amount of time because i was working on my site for almost two months pretty much full time as in you know six seven you know sometimes eight hours a day um five days a week and it took me two months to get everything up and you know up and running and start really making consistent sales so for three months doing it part-time you know on, on the side I, I think that's definitely doable. Do you think you would have accomplished more if maybe you took more breaks and, you know, like, took a step back and... Yeah, because I think uh, eventually... The one, you get burnt out. I, I did, I did too, yeah. But the, the, I think that's why it's so important to have people in your life to keep you motivated and say, you know what, no, you know, just, just keep doing it and, you know, do everything you need to do uh, and then take a step back, take a look, okay, what, what do I actually... What's the minimum viable... You know, what do I actually need? You know, and I need I need at least X amount of products. I need like 50 products. I need at least two suppliers. I need at least contact us about us page. I need my ads to be running. I need my shopping cart to work. I need my phone number. And I really think just with that, you can at least make a couple sales. It won't be optimized. You won't be making, you know, as many sales as you should. But the best motivation is the money coming in. Yeah. It's a sense of accomplishment. So imagine, okay, so... Let me ask you this. So imagine if tomorrow, for whatever reason, you just moved to Thailand full-time and, and you didn't have a normal job anymore. You didn't have any res- responsibilities and you just kind of focused on, on this. How much more productive do you think you would be? Um, I think I'd pretty much be the same. I mean, I'm there's a lot of tweaks I need to do. Okay. But I don't know if I would you know, be able, I don't know if there's really that many changes I can do to make a significant change. Mm-hmm. Like these little things will improve it, but it's already up. The products are in there um, for it to have like a, you know, tipping point. Okay. I don't know um, that that exists. Okay. So then that that time would be better spent either just relaxing and traveling or, or starting, starting a new site. I That's the next thing I want to do is start a new site because I feel like each site, the sales aren't consistent it's up and down so when one's down hopefully the other one's still consistent you need a couple you know to keep it going okay yeah and that's what's really cool is like if you let's say you owned a, um, a normal business it's not like you could just be like oh i was going to open two more businesses <laughs> but with this because each startup cost is i mean like what do you actually spend starting it per site um you've got you know the shopify fees you've got the advertising fees You've got um, some small service fees that you pay for here and there if you upgrade or add uh, some features. And you start to learn what features work and what don't. So it's a good idea to test them out and kind of know what's out there. And some of them do ruin your site, so you got to <laughs> be careful. Okay, so which ones to avoid? Um, you know, I added a whole bunch of stuff on my first site and I unadded it i called shopify was like well does it mess up my site when i move <laughs> all these i added so many apps i'm like this is so cool i get a free yeah. trap i tried so much now. i tried the upsell app i tried like a banding cart app and everything i was like oh i need all of this 
And I just realized, you know, it's better to be simple and just yeah. have it functioning than all these pop-ups of, oh, there was one that, like, if a customer's about to leave your site, you could do, like, a save oh, 10% yeah. coupon to keep them on the site. I'm lucky that I never really looked through that that much. Um, on my iPhone, I, I have, like, five apps. And on my Shopify store, besides the two apps that Anton recommends in the course, I, I don't think I installed anything. Uh, and most of it's actually built in Shopify nowadays. Like, they're really good where they they see what apps work and then they build it in. Like, the abandoned shopping cart app, that's no longer needed because Shopify builds that in. The, um, oh, the I con- didn't know that. Yeah. And the Contact Us uh, page app, which you on your site look like bullet point bubbles, that's built in now too. So, you know, that's, you know, that's why I don't mind paying Shopify 80 bucks a month which is my current plan. I think you can start at 30 bucks a month. But I mean, I figure, you know, if, if they're making me a couple thousand dollars, I'll give them 80 bucks to keep improving the site and keep making it better. Do you think the 80, I have the $30 a month plan. Do you think the $80 a month plan made any significant changes to the way you do your business? Run it? I would say in the beginning, don't upgrade to $80 until it makes financial sense. And what I mean by that is the payment processor for the credit cards is 2.9%. Uh, but if you upgrade to the higher plan, that goes down to 2.5. So once that makes financial sense, then upgrade. There's not really a reason to do it before For 0.5%, that. I mean, an awful lot of sales to justify the you know $60 what? But if I'm, if increase. I'm, if Are I'm, you? I'm running, you know, 20, 30K through, through the store. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't actually, I, I remember I did the math. I don't remember specifically off the top of my head what it is. But, I mean, who would do that right now? So let's say $20,000. Mm-hmm. Times point oh five. Is it oh five? Oh oh five. That's a hundred dollars. Okay. So basically, if you're if you're selling twenty thousand dollars, you know around twenty thousand. I mean even like fifteen fifteen thousand dollars yeah. a month. Then it, it that point zero five percent is a hundred bucks already. So so the credit card savings, yeah, yeah. Would pay, make up for it. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna turn into a pumpkin because it's been over an hour. <laughs> <It's> my, <laughs> So thank you for being on the show, Elaine. Thank you for having me. And thank you for visiting. Yeah, it's been fun. And I'm going to see you out in Thailand. And everyone, uh, peace out. And um, I want to give a big shout out to all the people who have been leaving those five-star reviews on the iTunes store. Uh, We have Brian Farrow. uh, This guy named Do I Really Need a Nick. (laughs) And Rob, how do you say his name? Gorringe. Rob Gorringe. Yeah, so I I can't pronounce your names. But... Really appreciate all the ratings for taking a couple minutes to do that. Uh, it's kind of a pain in the butt. You, have, you can't even do it on iTunes. You have to do it in the iTunes store. And then you can give us a five-star rating if you really enjoyed this. And um, check out uh, my podcast. Well, no, you're on it already, right? Yeah. <laughs> check out my blog. It's johnnyfd.com. Uh, if you want to check out Anton's course, it's antonmethod.com. And you can go to the show notes for this. It's episode 31, Travel Like a Boss podcast. Peace out. Bye. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.